Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast by us, the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today, we are discussing Season 5, Episode 8, titled Hard Home. It was written by D&D, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, and directed by Miguel Sapochnik. I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? It is always a pleasure to be here, especially a pleasure today. Oh, a special privilege, this one. This is one that, you know, from the beginning of the show, whenever we decided we're going to commit to this, Mm-hmm. Week after week, Game of Thrones episode after Game of Thrones episode, there are a few of those standouts. Oh yeah, there are a few of those episodes where you go, "Fuck, I cannot wait to get there," and we're back to one of them. It's been a while since we've had one of these. You know, season four, it's kind of like the end mm-hmm. of season four is kind of like just banger after banger after banger there with Mountain versus the Viper and you know the Battle at the Wall and all mm-hmm. that. But we, you know, so far in season five, I wouldn't argue there's been one of those where you're like. You gotta be there, you know? This is true. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, trying to think of, like, one, like, a singular episode that's up to this, up to this one. That That I like as much, yeah. Yeah, that comes before it. It's like the Red Wedding is up there. I don't like that, though. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, not fun. This one's way better. Check in with way more people. Um, And you also get just, oh my god. It's better than Blackwater? Um, Yeah. Way better than Blackwater. That's only at King's Landing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is like kind of split down the middle. You have like thirty minutes everywhere else. Everywhere else, thirty minutes. Yeah, like it, and it. They don't. I love that choice to not break it up. To yeah. once we get there, we uh, are there the rest of the yes. time, and it allows that tension to build. That sort of eeriness that whenever they're loading people onto the boats. Before anything happens, there's no music. It's just like the murmurings of the crowd. You hear like, yep, get on, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll be there soon. I have to get the old people on. You know, like all that. Oh man, just a ex, just a expertly done episode of television, but, uh, we've got a lot to talk about regardless. That's just the end here. We've got a few locations prior to that. So if you are, uh, if you're down, I'm ready to take us on in here. Oh yeah. Oh no, that's that's the thing is that everything else is also great other than and other important. So yeah, so this is There's um, moments that come before this that I was like that happens in Hard yeah. Home? Yeah. You know, like uh we got the first oysters, clams and cockles during Hard Home? This is true. Tyrion it's says you can't have him by your side at Hard yeah. Home? Bro. You know, I don't know if I want to serve you yet, Daenerys. You know, I don't know if you've earned me yet. Oh, fuck. Hard. Home. Dude, yeah, this episode, just hard all around. 
Um, hard home. Yes. Yes. Hard. Yeah. Um, I love it. But yeah, if you are prepared, we shall start in Marine. Mm-hmm. Where in the throne room, Daenerys ponders on what to do with Tyrion and Jorah. And immediately, we've got Peter Dinklage and Amelia Clark acting off each other for the first time mm. in long form. You know, we got the little interaction at the end of last episode. But now, they are having scenes together where they are the ones talking. And these are oh, two yeah. of the best performers in the entire fucking series. So you know it's a goddamn pleasure. Um, you know, she asks Tyrion, why shouldn't I kill you? <laughs> you know, the Lannisters remain an enemy to my house. And he's like, well, killed my mom the day I was born. Killed my dad with a bolt through the heart. I'm the greatest Lannister killer alive. Uh, so I'll let you in because you've killed people of your own family. <laughs> and she, you know, Tyrion's like, okay, fair enough. You know, you, you, I'm dealing with someone that's a... A little more intellectual than I normally deal with here, you yeah, know. Exactly. Um, Someone yeah. who's a little bit, uh, at, um, at the very minimum, critically, critically thinking. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just a, little, a different wavelength, you know. He's yeah. like, he, it's like slowly going up, you know. It's like he's kind of like testing almost. He's like, mm-hmm. is is she really this person that she's made up to be? And it's like, yeah, nope. Every time he's been kind of answered, he's like, okay. Uh, Okay. Up and up, up and up and up. Yeah. Because even like she kind of wins him over during this interaction. It's not even like it's not even like it takes time where he's like, I don't know. I need to see you in action. Like by the end of this conversation, he's like, she's kind of dope, you know, like uh, and that's that's really cool. But uh, yeah, Daenerys, you know, isn't convinced that this is a a satisfactory answer for someone's good reputation. Mm -hmm. And uh Tyrion counters by wondering aloud if she is worth his service. And, uh, damn. Yeah, order to tell her. Yeah. Quickly reminds or- him, um, uh, if you want to go back to the fighting pits, you're, you you're go free. right go ahead. ahead. Yeah. Um, I love, yeah, I love that. I don't know. Maybe that changed Tyrion's mind right then and there. He's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I actually don't really have much of it. There's not a position of power I'm coming from here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, you know, ordered to tell her why he has come to her from the other end of the world. He explains how he once heard the story of a girl born in the biggest storm the world has ever known. Mm. With, uh, no, no family ties. She has moved from one place to the other, seemingly hours ahead of her assassins. And, uh, she is sold off to a barbarian at the edge of the world. And that seemingly was the end of that. But this girl with no no army, no dragons, no ships, or whatever, mm-hmm. suddenly comes into all three. I thought you were at least meeting, you know, like <laughs> that little boy. I was like, okay, that was that was cute, you know, dude, dude, hi- rap. I mean, wrapped hyped up Daenerys right there, pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, Daenerys had to feel pretty good. Um, right there, and I think that's, I mean, that's kind of why she was like, you know what? All right, you know, this, this dude's all right. Let, let's see how you are. I love the way, like, Varys comes into play, Mm. you know, like, uh, she's like, Varys, Robert's spymaster. Uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I actually suspect that, I'm, that might have been later. Was that when they were drinking? Hmm, maybe. 
I can't. Yeah, remember. I don't know when, but he's definitely brought up. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's like, I'd I'd wager that the reason you're alive is because Varus made that happen. You know, like, uh, so that's a pretty cool little drop there too. You know, like Varus, we have seen has had a hand in moving her around and uh, getting her to the Dothraki and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. it was it yeah, was like, really just a cool little reminder yeah. that Varus is very important. You know, yeah. um, he's tasked with you know, spying on her and getting everything there is to know, but he also can delay that information or... Yeah, you know, the, the, the logic, he's like, the man who knows more than anything mm-hmm. said that you are the last hope for people. So... Oh, yeah, yeah, because cause he... um Maybe that is when they're drinking, but he's like, Varys is like, the whole reason why... Tyrion like got his life back together. He was mm-hmm. like, I thought there was nothing left, and Varys convinced me that you were worth yeah. fighting for, Daenerys. So like, I don't know. He Tyrion is very like he he talked himself up. He talked Daenerys up, mm-hmm. and he talked. Varys and he has up. the he has the logic on his side, man. He's he's a good advisor, and he proves it very quickly. You know, she she eventually agrees to spare his life. She goes very well. Mm-hmm. What would you have me do with him? And turns her eyes to Jorah. And Amelia Clark is fucking Dude. good. Um Dude. Yeah. And it's so yeah. subtle. You know, like there's not a lot she's doing, but what she's doing is overwhelmingly powerful. Like when she turns her attention I mean, it's a little bit of a Lena Hetty thing. Whenever she gets the she cocks the eyebrow up and she just kind of stares him down a little bit. But oh, yeah. you know, what would you have me do with him? And all of a sudden it's like it is personal, you know. She doesn't really know Tyrion. It's like, you know, what the fuck am I here for? What what should I do with you? And then she's like, but what should I do with this motherfucker? You know, like, uh, and the, you can feel the anger coming off of her. Um, Tyrion was trying, trying his best to to like give Jorah the best case. Yeah, he was like, hey, you know, like did he dude. ever did he ever confess? You know, or like did he have the opportunity to confess? Uh, Many of times, yes, he did. You know, Daenerys like being like, "Yeah, he did." Yeah. He, he could have okay. told me, and he did not. Yeah. Um, no, I love did. it. I love Tyrion's reasoning. You know, I love the way that he's he's rode with Jorah for a little bit. He knows Jorah is a good dude. He knows his dad was a good dude. He knows that Jorah is an honorable man who made a mistake, mm-hmm. and that mistake was costly. Like, yeah, and him dropping. You know, like, I'm pretty sure he's in love with you as well. Yep. You know, and Jorah being like. All right, well, I mean, I haven't ever said that out loud, but it's, you know, you it's out there do now. all that, bro, shit. Yeah, it's out there now, whatever. Um, Man, this is a good fucking scene, dude. Um, nice. This episode's kind of scene after scene after scene of good fucking scenes, man. Like, yeah. it's... It just kept building. This, ooh, just, this might be yeah, one of the best episodes of the show, not just one of my favorites. Uh, like, oh, but, the uh, whole show, dude. It's yo, like... Yo, yo. <laughs> At, like it is different it's different i don't know how many episodes of the show that i've watched twice before recording like it's always right. just been one and then record like the red wedding i didn't watch that twice no um, you know and like that's what's interesting is that most of the episodes that we consider the best of this show are also absolutely devastating this is in that rare category yeah. where it is absolutely awesome Mm-hmm. And it's fun to watch. Like it's not just like, and there is a sadness to it. The ending, like, yeah, it's but it's 
Or you're not connected to them for sure. It's just a bunch of wildlings. It's just like mm-hmm. it's sad and it sucks, but it's like it's more of like a what the wait. This is what's going on. Like, yeah, yeah. Like whenever Daenerys goes fucking ape shit at the end of the show, you're not like, oh, the people of King's Landing. You know, like it's it's it. You know, it's just kind of it's kind of like that. You know, whenever uh, in House of the Dragon, whenever was it Rhaenys? bursts through the fo- bursts huh? through the floor with her dragon and like Murdered a bunch of king's landing civilians die and they're yeah. like that doesn't fucking matter you know like that's mm-hmm. you know it's not necessarily sad you know, so, so like that's kind of the the ju- the justification i can give myself but yeah. uh yeah yeah there is one character that is a little sad you know and they make that clear like they give her a story throughout this one little episode and it's pretty strong Oh um, man, it's really you know, good, dude. Man, they were building her up, and I'm like, man, she's like awesome. Where is she? And then, and then I realize I'm like, oh, no, wait, she has she has one of the talking. most memorable deaths in the show dude, for me because oh my God, it's so bad. I was, oh, I was, oh my god, yeah, I love that moment. But we will get there. Um, nevertheless, he argues just as the queen should keep true to her oaths, she should not kill those devoted to her. A queen who kills those devoted to her does not inspire much devotion. Um, bar. Bar. And, yeah. uh, yep, agrees to exile Jorah. And we get probably in a episode full of beautiful imagery, probably the best shot of the episode when he's standing. You see, like, the unsullied marking every inch of the path. And then him just standing in the lit up doorway. And it's like, oh, that's hard. That's fucking hard. Uh, Dude. Yeah, him getting, you know, you see just the huge statues in the background mm-hmm. when he's leaving the city, you know, yeah. he's like, checks that, out like, the wrist, you know, stops, yeah, stops, contemplates, he's like, oh yeah, fuck, I forget, you know, might have forgot about that for a couple seconds, um, and then, and then goes on, what is, does he, yeah, oh yeah, oh, that's right, he does just go straight back to the, the goes right uh, back to the slaver, Yazan. Yeah, doesn't really have anything else to do he's like no he's like you said that if i won i got to fight in the great pit for the queen i won i'm coming back he's like you could have gone anywhere why'd you come here he's like because i did let me fight you know if i win hey it's a win-win if it doesn't matter for you just let me fight you know and uh if i win imagine how much money you can make for selling me dude like okay I mean, dude's a dying man. He's uh, he's just going for anything right mm-hmm. now. Anything. He just wants to die in the comfort of Daenerys' comf- company, you know? Yeah, man. Poor dude. Yeah, just getting banished twice. Damn. Poor Jorah, man. Yeah. Fucked up. Fucked up bad. bad. You know? That's true. It's nobody else's fault. You know, you can't go like... Ah, well, it's not even his fault. No, like it's it's his fault. You know, yeah. he did the thing. Uh, yeah, and that blows. But gotta feel bad for the guy. Probably the biggest simp in all of Game of Thrones. Oh, I think it's without a doubt. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know if there is. No, no, no. It's Jorah. I was thinking maybe Sam for Gilly, but like that's more of just like. He also doesn't really meet Gilly into like season what two or three. Like Jorah met her episode one of this show and has been fucking 
on that, you know, the entire fucking show. Uh, so yeah, different, different. Yeah, big for sure. There's no yeah. doubt. His entire sure. life is devoted to her. You know, like that is that is. And yeah. Tyrion says as much. He's like, I've never seen someone devote devoted to something so steadfast. They call as him a he simp is without saying simp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trouble. He's like, yeah. I've never seen anyone with this sort of devotion in my life. Uh, he's probably like, he must be in love with you. You know, like that, that whole thing. Like, uh, I love it. I love it. But, uh, later on, Tyrion and Daenerys sit in her, uh, her, her little room and have a talk about ambitions. Mm. When Tyrion mentions what a horrible father Tywin was, Daenerys admits that she no longer has any illusions about her own father. She knows the Mad King earned his name. And, uh, Tyrion goes, two terrible children of two terrible fathers. And Daenerys is like, you think I'm terrible? And she, he's like, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> I, I love the way that he's just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> sure, I've heard, I've heard some, you've done some. You've done some pretty fucked up shit. <laughs> uh, like, what I've heard, it's, you kind of do. Another really do. important moment that you don't key in on the first time you watch it, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it is this thing where Daenerys yeah, is I always see. in the right, but yeah, yeah. on paper, the things she has done are ugly. They don't sound good, you know, like it's like, a yeah, from the outside, like, you're hearing that and you're like, oh, this person's on a conquest. They yeah, are this person is dangerous. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's. There's really no other thought you have. It's like you're not like, oh wow, look at them over there. Doing yeah, no, great. it's really only in her yeah. company that you would know she has good intentions. Yeah, yeah, it's always seen as a threat. Otherwise, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we're comfortable, we're chilling. You know, we we don't have to worry about the three dragon lady. You know, right? That's, uh, murdering half of some civil civilizations at some point. You know, Man. Um, yeah, but. uh Daenerys continues the conversation. You know, she's a bit curious as to how Tyrion murdered his father um, and why. And he's like, I will tell you one day, should you choose not to kill me. Um, But on that day, we will need a lot more wine. Um, After this, Daenerys decides Tyrion should remain on as her advisor, but confiscates the wine as a drunk is of no use to her. And, uh, He's like, Daenerys, I don't think you understand. Yeah, he was like, I, wait a minute. I don't know if He's I, like, I don't think this is a fair yeah. trade. I don't think I want it. Uh, Maybe I go back to the fighting pits. I don't know about this. This is not how I do things, Daenerys, okay? I'm, I do my best thinking, yeah, hammer. Yeah, I, I'm not uh, going to be at my best without It's what it. I do. I drink and I know things. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. Like that's his immediate reaction. He's like, he doesn't know what to say. Like he he or like he's like, oh wait, uh, but he, uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, no. Peter Dinklage was fucking <laughs> wonderful there, dude. Like, and again, just getting to see these two act off each other. You know, we got like seasons mm-hmm. worth of Peter Dinklage and Lena Headey, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and now to see him go across the world and go and get down with Amelia Clark is like. God damn, man. He's just acting his ass off with some of the best yeah. actresses in the show. Um, but yeah, Tyrion, uh, nearly rolls his eyes at her desire for the Iron Throne. You know, he suggests that she might want to stay in Slaver's Bay. You know, like you're doing a lot of good here. You know, like have you considered that maybe this is where you are supposed to be? And she's like, Oh yeah, I know, but I can control this anywhere. Essos isn't my home. And Tyrion's like, okay, 
Who's going to support you when you get to Westeros? Uh, Daenerys says the common people will support her. And Tyrion's like, sure, let's assume that'll happen. You've seen what ruling with the support of the common people is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that fun? Is that easy? Yeah. And, uh, she, and he's like, Stannis's whole claim is the illegitimacy of yours, you know? And yeah. like, it's like the, the, the claim, like, I don't know. It's, it's not really a real thing. You know, the, claim to the throne i guess daenerys technically has you know the best claim other than known yeah um but like yeah it's it's not really i think it's it's kind of out the window at this point um it's just kind of like all right fuck it whoever can seize the fucking throne is going like it's a power grab now there's mm -hmm. no no system in place anymore yeah Uh, yeah and Tyrion, you know he's like uh how how's it been for you out here? And he extends, you know, this the the rich, the great masters. What's that been like? Do you think it'll be any different with the great houses in Westeros? Mm. And he notes that House Targaryen is gone. House Stark is effectively gone due to the combined actions of our two terrible fathers. Yeah. Neither House Lannister or Baratheon will ever support your claim. Uh, Tyrion says that th- this leaves House Tyrell, who might be willing to switch sides. But that is still not enough. And Daenerys stubbornly likens the great houses, including her own, to the spokes on a wheel. One on top of the other, and on and on and on, crushing the commoners beneath them in what in their struggle for supremacy. And Tyrion's like, yes, of course, stopping the wheel, it is a great, it's a great ambition. It's been thought of. No, you no, know? no, 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 no. I don't want to no. stop the wheel. I'm going to break it. Pretty hard. Almost the line. Um, I mean, this, this is one of her most famous lines in the yeah. show. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to get a little nitpicky. Okay. I think it's a dope sentiment. Oh, but the logic doesn't really make sense? Corny as shit. It's the same thing as stopping the wheel. Um, You know, like, uh, you can break... Th- I, I understand that you're like, I'm coming over there and I'm tearing down the systems that be. That's stopping the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I appreciate the, like... I'm breaking the wheel. It's like, yeah, you're getting it. But mm. I like I think it's funny that Tyrion's not like Well yeah. You know, like uh of course. That's well, it, the same thing as I just said, basically. But uh That's true. Yeah. I guess it's more of an emphasis thing. No, yeah, I think, like it's like the idea is still the same. No, you, yeah, you know? for sure. The logic but, side like the logic side of it, I'm like, I get nitpicky, but I do think that like just the delivery yeah. of the line and Daenerys as a character, it's dope. Fair you know, enough. it's like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, okay, you're gonna break the wheel. You're not just uh, gonna stop it. I dig it. My line, it caught me out of nowhere, and I don't know why. It, it, oh, we'll get to it. It's a, it's at hard home that my yeah. line comes, and it's from unexpected. I think this is probably the only line that this per- character will get in the entire show. Um, mm. But anyway, it's not it's not anything good. It's it's just hilarious, mainly. Uh, but this okay. was this was the first one that went in there in the box initially. Um, All right. Hear it. But yeah, it's it. Ah, oh, oh no, it's it's a good one. It's I'm a good excited. One, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I don't have. I have one favorite outside of Beyond. Yeah, the I tried. And it was it was just I, because I wanted to spread the love. I you tried. Know? Yeah, I I really did, but every single one of them got taken over. Like, 
I put I put the ones in there that before Hard Home started, and then slowly one by one, it was like, well, yep, well, yep, that's that's definitely the scene. That's that's definitely the character. Well, I mean, yeah, it just it just slowly, slowly yeah. Hard Home kept winning. No, I mean, um, like, it, there's a reason that's what you remember this episode for. But yeah. we're gonna head to Bravos now, mm-hmm. wherein Arya assumes the identity of Lana a clam seller, and shows Jock and Agar she can convincingly become a different person, developing an elaborate and very believable backstory. And the faceless man sends her as Lana to the harbor, where she observes someone referred to as the Thin Man. Mm-hmm. Um, he watch- She watches him refuse a contract to insure a man's boat, leaving the man in desperate circumstances. And Jockin explains that the Thin Man's business is a sort of gamble, and he does not honor his agreements. When a ship captain dies at sea, he is supposed to make good on his promise and pay the family a life insurance policy, essentially. But he usually does not. And Jockin's like, kill his ass. Mm-hmm. Give him this. Watch him. No, learn everything there is to know about him. And then give him this. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of sit. Oh, you know? learn everything there is to know about him so we can take his fucking face. You know? That's so we why can... they have to know the details. Yeah, I was no. wondering why they wanted to learn everything there was to know about him. I didn't know. If it's there so was that like... they can become the thin man oh, if they need to. My God, it's money. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my God, if we could take over this guy, we literally just are printing money. Mm-hmm. People come to us, they just give us their money, and we just—they're off at sea. They don't fucking know. Oysters, clams, and cockles. Uh, um, also, a bit of trivia. The Thin Man is a vegetarian um, or a vegan. Um, so this clam that Arya gave him was filled with mushrooms um, whenever he ate it. was not actually a clam. That's incredibly considerate of them. As a vegetarian myself, I'm very, very happy they chose to do that. Like, that's that was a pretty cool piece of trivia I read. That you know, that's not something they had to do, and I appreciate that they took the time to do that, you know? It's something so small, you would think they'd be like, well, dude, tough it out. You know, and I'm glad they didn't do that. That makes me very happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Thin man. You know, he's kind of a piece of shit. But um, in real life, that dude's just a real dude. Um, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. No, was, good. Good yeah. enough for me. It was the coolest um, bit of trivia I read was the only one I remembered out of all of them. Was the yeah, no, there's one. a... I, I enjoy this little... Because we're heading in a really, really good direction in Bravos the next couple episodes. Like, I love what Arya does... As yeah. Lana coming up, yeah, and yeah. it's uh, it's very oh, strong. Yeah. But uh, love that storyline. Yeah, just a, just a little brief check in though here. Oh uh, yeah, and the waif is like, uh, she ain't gonna be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And Jogan's like, all right, she's shit. She's not ready. Yeah, and then like, what does he say? Like, um, like even if she isn't ready, then she'll just be. Oh, it's all the same to the many face god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's all the same. Or whatever. It's like, if she's not ready, she dies. Yeah. And we take her face. Yep. That's fair enough. Uh, Jack and Hagar. Uh, that's crazy, seeing the waif. You know, as as the yeah. waif after... Fucking Vel Sartha right there, yeah. baby. No, so crazy. Um, the difference. Just the difference in... in, in the oh, area. very different character there. Cannot wait for Andor Season 2. But, oh. uh... Yeah, we're going to head to King's Landing next, mm. where Ancepta Unella continues to demand Cersei. 
confess. When she refuses, she smacks the shit out of her. She goes, I meant what I said. My face is going to be the last you poof, get smacked again. Uh, doesn't have much to say after that. Um, Man, I'm a sucker for a prisoner scene in a cell. Seeing, like, uh, seeing someone you normally see all done high up. High and mighty. And, yeah, and then just absolute, like, in rags. Like, all, you know, just looking all bad. Um, I, I don't know. I love it every time it happens. Um, and this one, I don't know. The, the way it was shot, too, was so mm, nice. Gorgeous. Like, the lighting, it, it's, like, dim. But then, like, you see, like, the reflections, like, off Lena Headey's eyes. Like The shot, I, I loved this detail. And I don't, like, it's never stuck out to me before. I love the detail when she dumps the water out. She mm-hmm. extends her arm, but you don't see her arm. You see her shadow on the ground. And then you see the water hit her shadow. Like, that's the, like, just... It's a small creative choice, but it's really fucking good. You know, like, I love that little detail. And uh, Mm. I love Lena Headey. I went with her. Um, The the stooping to the point where she slurps the water off the ground and stuff. Um, And then after this, when Kyburn visits her and informs her her trial will begin soon uh, for the crimes of fornication, treason, incest, Robert's murder. And Cersei's like, none of it true. And Kyburn's like, of course, sure. Yep, no yeah. doubt. Frankly, I don't give a shit. You know, he's like, uh, <laughs> one way or another, could be true, couldn't be. I don't give a fuck. I like you, dog. Um, <laughs> he's like, you let me do my weird shit, and I fuck with that. Um, <laughs> Kyburn tells her that Grand Maester Pycelle has summoned Kevin Lannister to serve as Hand of the King, and at this point in time has already arrived and refused to visit her in prison. And is effectively running King's Landing. Kevin, dude. Fucking Kevin. All names in Game of Thrones. You know, I don't know. It's got an A instead of an I, though. It's I Kevin. Guess. You know, yeah, I guess. I just... <laughs> no, it's it's a terrible name. God. Uh, Does this guy go soon? I don't know. Does Kevin ever die? He might be in the Sept. Don't tell Ooh. Let's see. Season six. He's in season six. Yeah, he dies. He dies in the yeah. He dies in the sept. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, he's. He I mean, he's Lancel's dad. He was last seen trying to lead a confused mace toward the door and escape the sept before the explosion, but he got caught and blown up in it. Mace yeah. is that? Um, that's the Terrell dad. Father. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. But, uh, yeah, you know, Cersei quickly inquires to Kyburn about her son, you know, and Kyburn has to inform him that he's become reclusive, refusing to see anyone and refusing to eat. And before leaving, as the Septa enters, he goes, the work continues. I And the reason I chose Lena Headey was the, the acting she did when the Septa enters the room and she, like, she like cowers in the corner and is kind of like, Oh fuck, man. Like, like there's no escape. She can't go anywhere, but she's trying her best to get as far away without yeah. looking scared. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just, uh, I fucking love Lena Hetty, dude. Yeah, I can't get over it. Just still keep that image up of her, yeah. like, because she doesn't like, she doesn't yeah. like turn her shoulders down. She doesn't slump. She stays, she stays broad shouldered. She stays up, but she just kind of looks down. And refuses to look at her, and I was like, yeah. "Oh fuck, she's good, man." I, I I just love that choice. So, uh, yeah, I I loved that scene. And before 
um, before Hard Home, it was slotted as my favorite scene, which is why I gave Alina Hetty my performance mainly. But uh, yeah. good, someone I don't know if anyone else deserves a nod for the episode. It probably be Lena Headey. That is usually mm-hmm. a very common. Um, yeah, it's her third of the season for me. Mm-hmm. Third of eight. Wow, that's that is very good. I believe. Let's see. I've I've given her one one this season. Wow, I've kind of been a little spreading the love. I've been spreading the love a little bit. Um, yeah, but um, not yeah. for I. Uh, sadly, but glad. Glad she's getting the nod. The scene, yeah, the mm. scene was was great. Love a good prisoner scene in this one. Yeah, I don't know what what they actually did for her drinking that off the ground. If uh, you know, maybe maybe I mean she had to slurp something off the off maybe, something. You know, maybe you know maybe it was playing with the camera angle a little bit where like we thought it was ground, but then like right behind it where she's actually drinking is like just like a little bowl or some. I don't know. I, I, you know, I wouldn't put it past Lena Headey to be willing to slurp something off the ground for this character. She's, I mean, like, I love Lena Headey. She's a little bit of a nut. Um, yeah, I would, I would not. She's on her Daniel Day Lewis putting glass over his eye and tapping it with a knife until she can't blink, sort of stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past her. That's that's fair. You know, but. Um, I would also be willing to bet this ground isn't nearly as dirty as it might look. You know, That's they good. probably yeah, they probably not cleaned an it. Actual the... cell in yeah. which he is pissing and shitting yeah. somewhere in a corner. You know that yeah. that's always a thought that runs. That, yeah, me too. Like I remember seeing Marjorie last episode and being like, she might be in her shit corner right now. That yep. might be where she's sitting. Exactly. That's that's, um, that's the one thought that goes to my mind every time is like, well, I wonder where they're shitting and pissing. You know, and, <laughs> like, it's somewhere in there. It's gotta yeah. happen. At least they're not on their Jamie Lannister shit where they're tied to a post and just shitting and pissing all over themselves. Gotta suck way more, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But, uh, we're then heading to Winterfell where a, uh, you know, speaking of someone who's had a rough time of it, Reek here, uh, bitter and determined Sansa confronts Reek about his latest betrayal. She's like, what's up? What's up, Theon? What the fuck is this? And Reek's like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, shit, man. I've been through enough, you know. Uh Yeah. I won't I'm not really that sorry. This this happened and it had to happen, you know. Uh He tells her that uh Theon Greyjoy tried to escape, but Ramsay caught him and tortured him until there was no Theon left. And Sansa coldly expresses her approval of this of this. She's like, "Good, you know. If if I'd done if I'd got my hands on you, I'd have done the same fucking thing." You know, you killed my brothers and he's like, "I didn't I don't know. Would Sansa really do the same thing? No, no. I think, like, I think. Easy to say, less easy to do. She would have been pissed. Yeah, but, like, going through those steps, you got to be a different kind of person to do that. I think. uh, She probably would have executed him. Probably not tortured him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But the truth would have came out eventually anyways. You know, it does mm -hmm. here. And I I was griping last episode. I'm like, wow, what the fuck? It's hilarious. Just zero mention of Bran whatsoever right right literally next episode it's like oh well here they are you know like ah, i didn't kill him what up uh you know, i don't know just literally get name dropped uh next episode so that's kind of funny yeah but, no well reek being like i i i deserved it you know i've done terrible shit you know what i did to rob i killed those boys 
And Sansa's like, no, don't call them those boys. They were Bran and Rickon. They were like your brothers. They were your brothers. She doesn't say like your brothers. They were your brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Reek's like, I, di- I didn't. They weren't Bran and Rickon. They were just some farmer's boys. I didn't do it. Uh, and stunned by this admission, Sansa's anger toward Reek cools. But when she presses him as to where they might have gone, calling him Theon again, he breaks down, runs out of the room crying, Not Theon! Reek! I almost went with Alfie Allen for that delivery Dude. alone. Uh, Was good. Yeah. He gets, he, I mean, like, what's fantastic about Alfie Allen as Theon and specifically as Reek is that he's always, like, top two or three if he's in an episode mm. yeah. for performance. And, like, he doesn't get picked a lot because he does just kind of do the same thing over and over. But, my God, is he really fucking good at that thing. You know, like, him going, not Theon, Rake. I was like, oh, fuck, man, this dude is torn up. Uh, Yeah, I wonder wonder what this dude did to get in the mindset. Like, just on set and just, like, I don't know. That's a weird... Just a good so actor, man. To get to. Yeah, that's like, I just love the idea of them being like cut and him being like, oh, good job, Sophie. You know, like, uh, all right, all right. who wants a cheeseburger? Yeah. You know, who wants, who's hungry? Let's go get some food. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's insane. That's just that's just their job. Different, you know? different, man. But uh, we then cut to Roos planning their assault on Winterfell. Uh, which he doesn't plan on assaulting, or, uh, the, not his assault on Winterfell, defending Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plans on starving out Stannis' forces as Winterfell has enough supplies to last six months under siege. So, uh, they're gonna die before any of that happens. And Ramsey's like, ah, you know, I don't like, think you should do that. Yeah, I don't know. Hearing Rue say this though, like, Stannis did not stand a chance against no. that. Like, Mm-mm. like, dude, just had nothing. Even before like, what Ra- I'd forgotten, last episode I said there's nothing that like happens that makes him do that. There is. Ramsey goes and burns his fucking camp to the ground. Oh, when he goes, I just need twenty good men. He takes twenty good men, sneaks into his camp, burns down a bunch of his huts, and kills his horses. Oh my um, god! Yeah, this dude. I'd is completely amazing. forgotten about that. So damn, like Ramsey, you know fucked up but man does he get shit done somehow you know he's an effective military commander why does he have to be efficient and good at that that sucks um does it does you know a little bit more like uh the brawn thing where he's like all i need is 10 good men and i'll impregnate the bitch that sort of thing you know uh uh uh-huh oh yeah yeah man why does the other one have to be freaking ramsey uh, yeah of all people ramsey ramsey man but uh, John yeah, Snow then... just needs John Snow, though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. No one else. You know, people will come to save him, and like just because he is John Snow, but he just needs himself. So that's that's like I don't know. Ooh, no, yeah, man. I uh, he'll eventually. We're almost there. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. We're at the wall now. Ah, uh, we're getting. We're in. Gilly continues to tend Sam's, Sam's wounds and. Ollie enters with some food, having heard what happened, and once Gilly leaves, Ollie's like, uh, so, uh, still can't really wrap my mind around what John's doing. Um, you know, the wildlings, they raided my village, they killed my family, and, uh, he's like, Sam's like, I'm sure they fought well, and he's like, they weren't fighters, they didn't, it was a slaughter, it was, they were farmers, nothing like that happened. Um, Tormund led the raid, the one that he is literally going there with. Yeah. 
It's not like some of them are good, some of them are bad. No, like the one that we think is good is the one who killed my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel very good about it. And this is the first time you kind of go. Ah, no, that's what know. I was just about to say. Is that even through all of this, did I feel one shred of sympathy for Ollie? No. I can't wait for him to hang, dude. I can't wait. Like, oh my god, he's so wrong. He couldn't be any more wrong. Uh, sh- sure, bud. Yeah, sure. your whole farm, your whole village that you your grew entire up with. family. A thin made you watch. Made you watch as he said he was going to eat your mother. Understandable. Um, Whatever. Everyone has to <laughs> fight. We get it. Okay? You've been through <laughs> shit. This isn't the trauma Olympics. No, no, you but know? for real though, I, I did, I. Like before, like whenever he was saying this, I'm like, man, maybe I have been a little bit too hard on Ollie. No, yeah. Well, what's uh, what's funny is like, you know, we've been hating on Ollie because John takes him under his wing, and he's been, you know, he's been very, very exceedingly kind to Ollie, you know, and that betrayal particularly stings. Mm-hmm. But if there is anybody of the group that assassinates John, who, on all fronts, it would make the most sense to not understand his move, it's Ollie. You know, Alistair Thorne is a grown fucking man, you know, yeah. like, uh, always just kind of there, you know, always he's a 14 kinda... year old or I mean, like maybe a 14 year old. He's a young child whose family yeah. was killed by wildlings. He doesn't have critical thought. He's like this guy, you know, I, I'm gonna kill him. You know, mm-hmm. Alistair Thorne, like you need these motherfuckers, man. Like, I don't know what your fucking problem is, but that's neither here nor there. Sam, you know, reassures Ollie that John knows what he's doing and that unless he is successful, neither the Night's Watch nor Westeros stands a chance against the White Walkers. Mm. And Sam explains that this is a hard choice, but John had to make it. And then tells him not to worry. John always comes back. I've been worrying about him for years. He always comes back. It's a good line there. A little foreshadow, you know. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, don't worry, little Ollie. John always comes back. Don't worry, guys. In a couple episodes, don't worry. John always comes back. You know, yeah, don't you worry. Not this. Don't worry about him this episode. That's not the main worry. You know, just give it a few. Sit on it a little bit. Don't worry, little children. Your boy will come back. That's that's a nice thing. Knowing in this rewatch, you know, that I'm not about to have to wait a couple, you know, a year and a half or whatever and sit with the fact that like we might have lost Jon Snow um, Mm. that I could we can just move right on. Oh, fucking great, man. No, he's coming back. But uh. Yeah, this was a a great little prelude. Uh, starting, you know, you just got kind of get, getting closer and closer to the north. You got mm. to the wall, and you're like, I'm like, okay, we're here. Let's you know, it. I'm like, it's about then, to begin. And then and, we get uh, there. This is this is where it begins. We are at Hard Home, where Jon Snow and Tormund, along with the other members of the Night's Watch and the Free Folk, arrive at the Wildling Town Hard Home mm. to convince the rest of the Wildlings to join them in the coming war against the White Walkers. Insisting on never being an ally of the crow, <laughs> the Lord of Bones insults Tormund for being at the side of an enemy like Jon Snow. Mm. Um, and I love that, you know, he's like, what are you doing? You're not in chains. What is this? He's like, he's not my prisoner. Mm-hmm. He's like, what is he? John, I love the way John doesn't think through a single fucking thing. It's Honestly, hilarious. had some bad responses. Dude oh, responded yeah. in the worst way that he could to a lot oh, of Oh, and multiple times. And we'll get oh, there, you know, but God. like, uh, and being like, we're allies. And then being like, Tormund, good luck, buddy. You know, like that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, there like, are multiple times where he's like, Tormund, you're going to have to convince them. Like, And I get the logic of it. They're not going to believe him. You know, even if he was like, uh, 
I did put in, I, did, I put an arrow through Mance's heart, but believe me, it was mercy. They were going to burn him at the stake. Like, no, Tormund needs to say he's that, just, you know? Yeah. John's just showing that he's being brutally honest. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going to hide anything from you guys. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just... We're allies. Yeah, man, Stay I in. love Kit Harrington, I'll let, man. I'll let Tormund do the rest for you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it was... I don't know, but he, he could have... Could have still answered a little, you know... A, a little, little more tactfully. Um, yeah. Um, you know, he's like, uh, you know, well, he could have been like, well, we're here to make a deal. Not, we're allies. Hanging him out to dry like, good luck, buddy. Uh, but uh, Tormund's like, uh, so gather the elders, let's talk. And Lord of Bones is like, nah, I don't think so, buddy. Fuck you and fuck your mother. And uh, he takes his staff and beats the Lord of Bones to death with it. Yep. And uh, he's like, like I said, gather the elders let's talk and everyone's like okay fair enough um let's do that we'll talk we'll talk lord of bones parent i mean that was like dude was kind of like number two up there in the north it kind of seemed like it was man's raider and that it was kind of like this dude maybe torment yeah. i guess uh yeah, now it's definitely like... um after this one but uh yeah this just kind of got his face bashed in. Dude's just there. Laying How there. are you going to be called the Lord of Bones and not do a single fucking thing? That's Damn, cool? he got resurrected. Didn't think about that mm-hmm. when he was there. Yep. yep. Damn. Oh, that's rough. Becomes uh, a bone man. He, yeah. You know, his, as slowly as his skin deteriorates, the, like, bone, yeah. bones that he's wearing, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know if they would fall off, but it's like a, he has, like, a double skeleton on. Yeah, at that that's point, dope. Be- that's kind of dope. I kind of fuck with mm-hmm. that. Um, but uh, the wildling elders then agree to, to meet at the town hall and hear out John's pr- proposal, an alliance between the free folk and the Night's Watch in the face of their common enemy, the undead. The I love, I love John getting on his fucking soapbox about why we need to fight the White Walkers. It's mm-hmm. all he does for the next couple seasons. Uh, but every time he goes... We can't stop them. All the armies in the in the south can't stop them. The kings in the south can't stop them. Mm-hmm. You know, but maybe together we can. And that's all he does. That's all he does every oh, single time. Oh my god! You know, he, he opens this one. He's like, "We're not friends. We're, I'm not here to make friends." You know, he's like, "I don't know." I love how he like set the expectation. He's like, "I'm not. I'm. I'm being very real with you guys." You he's know, like, right "This. Like, I, I'm I not understand. here because I want to be. This yeah. shit is a necessity." Yeah, it is about survival, he said, mm. you know. And I'm like, yeah, this – John got the character, I think, pretty easily. Yeah, um, got uh, it for me so, as well. Uh, dude's the only one putting in work uh, to to have everyone survive right now uh, and make some big moves. Um, and then I think it really this scene might have been like the performance, like that – that I, I mean, I chose him for performance as well, and I think it was really this scene, like his action and stuff. It's nice. It is awesome. I love seeing the the classic Kit Harrington spin and then slice, you know, yeah. slice move that he does uh, for someone running by. It happens. I don't know almost every time, uh, and mm-hmm. I love it. But uh, no, I I, I like his uh, his politicking a little more. Yeah, his, um, his diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was great. I don't know, and, and he's like. I, the only people he couldn't win over were the fucking cannibals. So like, he did a pretty good job, you know. I fucking uh, hate Thens. Oh 
God. Yeah, that, like, dude just gave, like, an actual great-ass speech, and, like, the other guys were like, yeah, I mean, shit, I guess, like, if we stay here, we're all dead. Like, at least if we go with him, like... My ancestors would curse me if I ever broke bread with a wildling. Yeah. Mine would too, but fuck them, they're dead. I fucking dude. love her, dude. I love dude. her. She reminded me of um, uh, Tess on The Last of Us, kind of just like mm, a... Yeah. Uh, Similar vibes. Dumb. Yeah, just super badass, and I'm like, man, what a badass character we're getting here. I was, yeah, this, I don't know who we were talking about earlier. Um, I'm like, man, what a sick character. I wonder where she, and I was like, oh, yeah. You know, I, uh, yeah. kind of yeah. forgot. Hard Home episode, is about to happen, isn't it? I'm watching right now. Um, and, <laughs> where did she go? Oh, you know, like that. <laughs> it, it hit pretty fast, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, she, this little council was pretty cool. Uh, and then, you know, having a one, one, um, just chilling in the background one. and he just like, and like one, one to the sea. That's one of my favorite oh, lines. That in this was entire awesome. fucking my episode. line comes right before that. Oh, directly yeah. before, yeah. before Tom or Tom we'll, we'll get that. that. But I, I, I almost picked that for my line because I thought it was like kind of fucking funny, you know, Tom right. being like one, oh, one to the sea. Yeah, but no, one one like he was on Tormund's side, you know, like because because yeah. uh, what's Tess or the girl Tess? Does it? What's her uh, character? Carcy. Carcy. Yeah, because Carcy, you know, is agreeing with him. Like, you know, I'll never agree with a crow, um, but Tormund, you know, like I, I trust if, if you. you, if you yeah, trust yeah. him. If if you if you think this is the way, then then I'm I'm in. And then you see one one, you know, just go. Tormund, like, and that's like his way of just being like, I'm with Torm. You know, he only had to say Tormund, and everyone was like, "All right, fuck yeah!" Like, fuck yeah, one one, one, one <laughs> one's in. You know, like one one, one I one's in. One one, he's like the last of his kind, man. You yeah, know, like this King, is it. King just died. Imagine that. King mm-hmm. just died at the wall, and that like, or I guess two of them died. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them died kind of trying to break into the wall, and then one of them died in the tunnel. One of them was their king. So mm-hmm. even one one is like, yeah, no, I'll I'll trust you, Tormund. Like, um, I'll go with this. Yeah, it's know, a big fucking deal. So kind of well, and like the way that we get there, them being like, uh, what about Mance Raider? I haven't mm-hmm. seen him, and they're like, what happened to him? And Snow's like, I shot him in the chest, right through his fucking heart. Yeah, like in like the way he said it, though. You know, he's like, I put an put- arrow through his chest. And like, he almost says it like braggadociously. You know, he's like, I put an arrow through his heart. You know, Come it's on, like so God. matter of fact. Like um, you knew Tormund had to save you on this one. Tormund had to like, do wait, 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 wait. My God, John, <laughs> fucking A. Uh I'm <laughs> yeah, trying like, to be your friend here. Uh him being like, I promise it was an act of mercy. The king of the yeah. south, the one who t- and again, like using Stannis as an like mm. I never realized that Stannis is the reason that the wildlings are like truly done. You know, I kind of forgot that. Yeah. You know, like the the king in the south came up. You call that a fight? You know, like they came up and they slaughtered us. Mm-hmm. Um, he's yeah. like that king. He was gonna burn him at the stake to send us a message, and he put an arrow through his heart. It was a it was an act of mercy. And they're like, okay, okay. But the Then warrior Laboda is like, nah, fuck that. I'm out of here. Uh, and then John offers them the dragon glass daggers, telling them that his friend had killed a White Walker with one. And the wildlings still seem unconvinced. But mm-hmm. some of them stay, some of them go. Carsey delivers that line. I fucking hate Thens. 
Uh, it was good. Yeah. And Tormund just kind of being like, yeah, like, fuck, man. Uh, kind of seems everyone but, uh, does. Um, every, there's kind of the one group, you know, Mance united them all, but that's the one that everyone's just kind of like, all everyone's right. Everyone's like, man. God damn, these fucking guys. Ah, and you know, we, we got to stick with them because, I mean, we are all wildlings, whatever, but like, man, once we get on the other side of that wall, let's, yeah, let's just let them stay here, dude. Just yeah, right. Let them stay. Um, yeah. Since, yeah, while uh, uh, dies pretty quickly. Oh yeah, and so. completely unceremoniously. And, and we'll get there. But uh, while approximately five thousand free folk gather to set sail to the wall, the Night's Watch starts gathering the dragon glass daggers in the tent, and one one is studying one rather <laughs> intently. And yeah. this is the first time Dolores Ed gets to see a giant, and he is obviously rather uh, amazed. Yeah, like, and hey, one one delivers a very simple line to Ed in response. The <laughs> fuck you looking at? Yeah, but in a different language at yeah. that too. So or Ed has no idea what is being yeah. said to him, and like you can hear the people in the background being like, "Hey, like put the knives in the bag, put the put the glass in the bag." Like they're collecting them, like they're all yeah. like getting them all ready, and then Ed's like, "Fuck you looking at?" Uh, yeah, no, you can keep that one. You that's know much, that's. Man. Uh, that's <laughs> That's all yours, man. That yeah, you can. That, I'm not getting that back from you. Um, yeah, love and Ed. So, that is who my line will come from. Is is Ed? This episode. Oh, good. Yes, he's um, got some goodies, man. He does. Oh, it's, it's it's just two words, um, and that's it for this Fuck. line. It's literally. Uh, yeah, it's it's just an oh fuck. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's the, the delivery moment, was pretty fucking stellar. The moment, dude. The deli- it's, I, I mean, I literally, the reason I chose it oh, is because like, fuck like <laughs> at the same time, like, like it's, it's, I mean, it's, he's just exactly what the audience is thinking, like in the, in the, at the, at yeah. this, this moment, yeah. but we'll get, well, uh, whenever we get to the moment, uh, we're, get, we're not too far off. There's not much that happens here, but, uh, I sure. mean like there's a lot that happens, but there's not much to talk about, but, uh. True. I love the unsettling quiet of them uh, loading everybody onto yes. the boats. You know, you hear the murmurs, you hear everything, and then you hear barking. You hear the mm. dogs. The dogs get going. Ooh, that's right. It does start with the dogs. And when I the thought dogs it was get thunder, going, everyone, like, turns. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you see the storm coming in over the fucking mountainside. And you're like, oh, no, 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 no. And then in the distance, like, they don't even show you what's coming. But in the distance, you see people start running. And the Fen is like, close the fucking gate. Close the fucking gate. And they close the gate. You hear the screams. And then the screams fucking stop. What is it, dude? What is this Andor? You know, got bang. And then you got to worry about whenever it goes quiet. You know, I swear it's it's every... Every big battle, tragedy, whatever. This is more of a tragedy. It's, it's not really a battle. Uh, not I don't know. I think they do call it the Battle of Hard Home. Yeah. Um, when they refer to it, but man, um, not much of a battle. Literally, not a um, a single loss for the uh, Night King. Literally, only gained one, one loss. Uh, oh, this is true. He did have one loss. Fair enough. Um, on the grand scheme of things, uh, came out 
quite he's victorious. in the positive yeah yeah <laughs> I, and I, I feel like this was more of just like a, a theatric as well like uh oh yeah love, he was just showing I love, off i love thinking um were they marching south just already and they just happen to be here do they know that there's a big bag of dragon glass right here and it's the only known kind of dragon glass they have at the time and they're trying to to get it it is interesting that there is a white um a white walker sent to this hut that's true that's true um and because i was thinking about you know at first i'm like ah they're just here it's store you know they just have to be here introduce the threat into the story whatever and then i'm like i don't know maybe there is an actual reason they're here maybe they they know um of things that happen at castle black somehow they you know i don't know like maybe there is more to them um than we see because we completely thought that they were just you know mindless zombies whatever but then you see there's four horsemen up at the top of the mountain and then that's when john's like okay we're dealing with something like a little different here like they're intelligent you know like there's this isn't just a a zombie horde or whatever and Mm -hmm. um i don't know i was wondering if if like if it is that dragon glass or maybe it's john or i've always taken it to be that they just know hard home is where all the wildlings are and they are Mm -hmm. they plan on building their fucking army Mm -hmm. you know like it's just it's just a bunch of more bodies you know they just need Um, to go where the people are but the one that is that is fascinating is the specific detail that a white walker was sent directly to the hut where the dragon glass mm-hmm. was. Um, that, that is interesting. I hadn't really considered that. And I would be assuming that there probably is some sort of, you know, the night King literally has dragon glass shoved into the middle of his chest. So maybe there's like a resonance that yeah. it has when near other dragon glass that he can like feel or something. And mm-hmm. he's like, I mean, get that shit or else we'll die literally raise people from the dead uh armies at a time so like i I don't put many things past them i think like even a wildling said like someone was like yeah you know dragon glass oh i've heard stories and like yeah i've heard stories about dragon uh, or giant ice spiders and they're like from all we've seen do you really put that past you know like do you really not believe in that too um so i don't know i was kind of Kind of yeah, thinking. ice spiders, big as hounds, a little bit of a callback to the first little story that Nan tells Bran in the bed ah, there. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't catch that. That's nice. And I've heard stories of ice spiders big as hounds. Mm. Um but oh. uh yeah, no uh nevertheless, you know, the silence falls and a moment later a large host of undead whites begin trying to break through the gates and climbing over the walls. Mm. And uh, there's panic. Everyone starts running into the water. They're trying to go and uh, torment, you know, them being like, you're not going to be able to make it back, you know, like, and he's like, yeah, you know, let's. My line is a line that has always got me fucking going every time I've watched this. And it's when John looks around and he goes, Night's Watch. With me, and then they, oh. and he run like whenever a hero runs the opposite direction that everyone else is towards the threat. I fucking love that. I'm a sucker for it. I'm, I'm screaming at my TV, dude. I'm yeah, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm with you, John. You know, like, mm. I love a good with me. You know, it. I love it a with never, me. Never gets old. So that's um, my line. You know, Night's Watch with me and he fucking runs in there torment's at his side ed's with him i'm like fuck yes literally at the front line like 
holding like freaking White's back, like through the little mm-hmm. hole that they're climbing through in the fence, and he's yeah. like, "The sled tore, like torment, get the fucking sled." Yeah. Like, he's holding them back, like dude is like, "Oh, I don't know." Yeah, it was, I mean, goddamn, John Snow, this motherfucker, John fucking right Snow, here. baby. Yeah, so this is obviously like my scene. If I have to pick like a little bit, it's mm. when the White arrive and it falls silent and stuff that stuff is seen um but everything after very fun fact about my experience with the show is the first thing of game of thrones i ever saw first thing really? of game of thrones i ever saw was the battle of hard home it's what made me watch the fucking show um my dad it was but you had no idea, I guess, the context. I had no idea what the context was. I didn't know who anyone was. My dad was watching it, I think, in anticipation of season six or seven. So it wasn't when it came out. So I don't know when in the show it is. I don't know. And so, like, being able to kind of build to this, because I remember, like, my dad was watching it up in his room. I went up there for something. And then, like, it's, you know, a bunch of zombies fighting these dudes and i was like i like sat down on the bed and like watched it for a second i was like whoa you know i was like this is kind of cool and uh my dad's like that's john snow i'm like that's john snow you know because like i'd heard of john snow i'm like 16 i'm like 16 it's been a big show I'm yeah. like, that's john snow uh he's like yep that's john snow i'm like i kind of like john snow you know and <laughs> all, all that stuff um and so like the first little bit was my dad like my dad explaining um you know, that's the Night King. That's Jon Snow. And I'm just kind of, I'm like, you know, I'm, I, I'm saying it like I was like eight years old, like in awe, like, oh, cool. You know, but I, I'm 16 yeah. and I'm still like, whoa, you know, like, that's super cool, man. He's like, yeah, that's the Night King and all. Da, 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 da. You know, some would say, some would say that that is hella tight. And this, that's hella tight. This episode uh, is hella tight. I mean, that's, it's certified um, up yep. there. But then uh, the, a few days later, me and Trenton watched the first episode, and I, I watched the rest of it after that. So, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it got me. But, okay. uh, I don't know what the first piece of Thrones that I saw was. Yeah, um, I'm like, this is a very memorable first piece of Thrones, which yeah. is because like uh, I stayed until the end of the episode. It was like 25 minutes that I sat there and watched, and then like it ends with him like raising the army, and I was like, oh, oh shit. Because I didn't know, I obviously I didn't know a fucking thing about this show, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, that's insane to awesome. see. The, yeah, uh, nuts to see this. Yeah, so that's my little that's my little tidbit about my experience with this show. I fucking I love Hard Home for more than just the it being awesome. It's also the first thing in Game of Thrones I ever saw. Mm. Wow, that's nuts. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I think. I think it was it was a first viewing for me whenever I was first seeing it. This is uh mm-hmm. it was fresh. Um and I was I was very much in shock. That's for sure. I remember that. Remember that much being like, "Okay, I did not know the show was going here." Mm. Um in this direction, but god. No, yeah. I don't know. Fucking I'm glad anytime I th- I remember I watched this show for the first time when I was a junior in high school. Because it was in anticipation of season seven is when I like watched it, watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just it was my every fucking thought, dude. It can cons- yeah. I thought about it, it non fucking 
stop the first time I watched oh, yeah. this, man. Oh, yeah. Uh like I I loved it so dearly. And this was a big reason why, you know. I remember uh I developed like a very, very real fucking crush on Jon Snow. You know, I was like, I fucking love that guy. Yeah. I a love shirt. Him. When, when yeah. a TV show gets me to buy a shirt. When know, it gets me to buy it, like buy merch. Something. Yeah, the banners, the freaking Targaryen, Stark, yeah, and Lannister banners I have up there. Um, got some John John Snow on the throne pop figure. Mm-hmm. Um, got yeah, to. Some, most people have a lot of those. I don't have many, but that's one I do have. It is John Snow. I don't have that one. I do have a John Snow, but I don't have that one. But uh, okay, but yeah, I uh, I do I do love me some John Snow as well. That's for sure. Um, yeah, a little bit of a hero worship thing going on there. He's just uh, he's he's getting up there. Character, he's getting getting a lot of character nods. Another performance as well. He's uh, only going to keep going up. Season six is really that's that's John season right there, baby. You know, like that's uh, that's the good shit. Because um, like oh, somehow, we're, like I've said multiple times, we're still somehow on the rise. You know, like he became the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, and you thought that's it. This is this is the height. But then he keeps rising in legend through this. You know, like you get to hear, and you're like, what is this man not capable of? You know, like, uh, is there anything he can't do? Um, no, he but, can't, he can't do everything. Um. He's he's that dude. Yeah, I, I don't. There's not. I don't know. Not many people in in just fiction that are like him. That that I like will ride or die for. Oh, John's um, one of them. Though. I love yeah. John. Mm. But amidst all the chaos, on top of the hill overlooking Hardhome, several White Walkers mounted on undead horses observe the battle, including mm. the Night King. And noticing them and realizing the need for dragon glass, John. Is like the dragon gloss. And Laboda the Thin is like, You and me then. And I was like, Okay, Laboda. I kind of fuck with that. Okay. I kind of fuck with that. I was because battle, you know, you bond that's a bonding experience. Well, and like, is there any harder sell on what John was just saying than this happening immediately after? You know, like uh (laughs) Yeah, the dude's like, you know what? I'll eat my words. I think you're right. I'll get on that boat if we make it out of this. Yep. Yes, you okay. know what? Okay. We're, ca- we're coming right. with you. This yep. is bad. Uh, but uh, you're right. yeah, they go in there. They head to the burning town hall and uh, only to be confronted by a White Walker there. Um, mm-hmm. And while John attempts to go for the dragon glass, Laboto's like, I got this. He swings his axe twice and then gets fucking murked. Um Quite yeah. easily. And I think this is to emphasize just how fucking gnarly A, it's a really bad weapon. Terrible weapon choice. What the fuck are we doing here, Lobota? But second, uh, just how badass the White Walkers are to build up yeah. what John does in a second. John, when he has a weapon that is capable of facing this motherfucker, does to the White Walker what the White Walker did to this guy. Mm. Yeah. That's true. One fucking blocks it, one swing. Done. Yeah, You're dead. It's because he he never had to deal with that before, Mm-mm. you know. Like this this White Walker, he's like he has no. They've never had a fight. They've yeah, never no had a fight. There's just zero competition whatsoever. Samuel Tarley was their competition. Um, that was their first competition. It was more of like a oh well, I just got really lucky in this situation. Yep. Um, this one more purposeful, 
I guess more of also like John probably thought his sword was going as well. He had no idea Valyrian steel was no, about yeah. to stop. It's it's actually really similar to that moment when Jamie throws his gold hand up and it catches the mm-hmm. catches and he's like, yeah, oh shit, he's you like, know, like uh, yeah, yeah, God, no, but, oh man, this, this whole sequence here, right here, well, yeah, uh, that's I love the sequence of it and like the yeah. build up, like really, really making you think like he could go here, like this mm-hmm. is like. Like, holy shit, like, John, it's not looking good, like, just, he's throwing them around, you know, he picks up that one little sword, or whatever, gets just Yeah, you know, he, first he gets a dagger, and mm-hmm. the White Walker tosses him aside, uh, then he gets another, then he gets another sword, and it gets shattered immediately, and then he gets pushed through a hole in the ground, uh, falls Dang. a story, falls ten feet down, knocks the wind out of him, uh, that's when he retrieves Longclaw, and heads outside, stumbling. But then the music dropping out as he's like the fucking also the the stunt work here by the White Walker is fucking gnarly. Like the way he goes about swinging this sword down is hard as yeah, fuck. The wind-up? Ooh, yeah. yeah, like that shit the was noise, cool. The noise that it makes, dude, but the, on contact. And then and like, him, like like the White Walker, again. yeah, being like, and then John going like. John also the like photography like, here, man. Oh. Like Kid Harry, like the image of the swords crossed with John's face, like right there, like, oh my fucking god, Valyrian like, steel! Yeah. It does it too. Let's fucking get it, baby. And then he's like, oh, I got this now. He's, he's like, like, oh, that's a fucking rap, bro. Like, oh, uh, I have a weapon against you. See you later. Deflects one thing and and then just boom. Like yeah, like he was like that. No cut, no blood, just shatter. Like that. I don't know. That's loads, motherfucker. They're so cool. I want to know all the lore. This is the moment. This is uh, there's a couple moments, obviously, but this Mm. is the moment where it really pissed me the fuck off that Jon Snow and the Night King never face off, and it's because the Night King looks at Jon after he's killed his White Walker, shattered on the ground, and is like. That's a motherfucker to watch out for. You know, that's a guy I need to think about. You know, like that. And he yeah. does think about him, but it's never an it's never an issue. They never oh my god, it pisses me off. Show. I mean, it is what the entire show is building towards. And it is so okay that Arya kills him. I have no be- I have no beef. I obviously I would love that John I would love if John got the chance to kill him, but at least a face off. Doesn't even have to win. It can be a it can be a face off where he gets saved by like some random like you know Daenerys' dragon swoops in and fucks him up for a second or something. You know, like a mm-hmm. anything. Maybe maybe John beats him down so bad that the Night King is forced to raise the dead prematurely, and that's how he gets away. You know, like anything. Let yeah. these motherfuckers go sword to sword, dude. It pisses me off. Dude, he does give him that stare down. You're right. He was, he was like, oh, and it's not right. the only stare down of the episode. Whenever they're floating away, yeah. he knows who he needs to look at. You know, he doesn't know who the Lord. I, I don't think he knows who the Lord Commander of the Knights Watch is. He knows that's the motherfucker who's a leader. You know, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, like, what level of like intellect to give, uh, the Night King and all of them. You know, like. They don't really seem to speak to each other, but they are kind of like a hive mind. So maybe they don't really need to in right. the first place. Is it really a hive? Is it really just him? You know, is it him in everybody? So it's it 
is a literal hive mind and like there is no con you know or whatever um i don't know i love i love thinking about like where they chill you know like what their cities are like if they have cities if there's like more of them is this just i like their to think that they're just always on there? the fucking move man yeah. like is is this just their military or like do they also have women and children just chilling at home you know going down ice slides and playing in like ice parks or something i don't know right right um, maybe they're chill people and I don't, they don't seem like it, um, but you never know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of holding out still. I don't know why, um, but I still feel like there's, there's just more that we have no idea about them. Oh yeah, I mean, um, we'll never know, which sucks. But yeah, yeah there could be. George, you know, especially considering that the Night King is not a character in the books. That's true. So George R. R. Martin is not going to do anything with him. Um, this is fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess there is fact, a history. Like, I, I books. and that's the oh. thing, bro. That's what pissed me. They created the Night King for John to have a rival in this shit. That's you know, true. like that is why they made the Night King. I don't know. Damn, that does suck. That you like know? actually does. Suck. They literally created the character so he could fight John, yeah. and then he didn't <laughs> fight John. Usually I was one to be like, oh, but come on, the Arya kill was pretty cool. Like, I'm usually one to defend it. And that can still have, like, I think that you could do this the exact same way. Just include one fucking fight, dude. One of them. Single one. I don't care. You know? Like, just one of them. They never go toe-to-toe like that. And I know it's like, oh, they fight on the back of dragons. That's cool. That's not as cool. You know it's not as cool. We can hardly fucking see that fight. You never really know what's going on up there, you know? I love that episode, but you have no idea what's going on with those dragons the entire fucking time. I want to see him face to face with some motion in there, you know? Like, cause, mm. cause this little brief fight that we had here with this White Walker. Gnarly. Was awesome. Oh my God. Like, yeah, that, that brief moment of realization. Oh. And if it is the Night King who is actually capable of fucking sword, fight, if he's like the guy mm-hmm. and he's act like, I just can't imagine how much cooler that could have been, but you know, Cause it'd be it's cool like, if like John fought him to a stalemate, even like if they could not get the one up on each other, that'd be fine too. Just let them fight. You know, it just kind of pissed me off. They're like, you want Euron versus Jamie? Here you go. Fuck that. Yeah, I don't know. Give John some like Daenerys can resist fire, but John resists like the ice, ice. of their spears or that'd whatever. That'd be like, gnarly. That'd be pretty That'd sick. Be Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like thinking that he would die in that moment, but then it's like, mm. nah, not really. Um, mm. so. Nah, but uh, regardless, um, this is when the Night King sends, you know, sends him over the edge. Uh, they all go dive bombing there. Um, and that's when we get the, you know, they all land and John and Ed just kind of stand there for a second, like, uh, and then one of their heads just snaps up and you're like, oh, okay, yep, this is a problem. Uh, that's when you get the Dolores said, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Dude, I, oh my God, I lost it. It was funny. It was what I was saying in my head at the time and like just his delivery of it. And they just start to run. Like, like, I, I, I don't know what it was, but like, I just instantly knew. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, Ed, like, he's not going to get a character or like, I don't know. Like, there's not really much going for him, but this line was just so funny. Hard. And I, I was, 
like I was think it was literally the second I thought it in my head he delivers it and I'm like okay, oh fuck was, yeah no I love like, I love that shit but we then get the most uh one of the more devastating little episode arc deaths of an entire of the entire show with Carsey here who fights off multiple whites before being confronted by a pack of undead children mm. the woman who had sent her kids off dude here in the episode no coming face to face with them and being like that's that's too much you know maybe i maybe i just die you know i won't do this mm. and they all come get her and that's the end of carsey there but uh oh my god that was so bad like what a beautiful just single episode arc though that they had oh, there oh like, wonderful they didn't need and to do that at all but oh my god it was terrible yeah like she she got her children off into safety you know mm-hmm. so like Oh no! I go gotta go get out. Well, and then else. her being like, when whenever John's thinking about going and going into the fray, she's like, "You can't go. You have to go back." And he's like, "Why? Why?" And she's like, "Cause my kids are on those boats. Do you think mm-hmm. anybody's gonna abide by your rules when you're dead?" Yeah, she was smart. She was definitely like the elders. I love how it's like gather the elders, and then like she's just kind of a. Mm-hmm. Very honorary young, elder, yeah, just smart. I don't well, know. Well, what's that just... say about the wildlings too? Which is kind of sad. There's nobody in that room that's particularly old. That's true. Yeah, I guess the lifespan isn't probably that that old. Yeah, um, it's pretty. It's pretty sad. You know, I mean, there were a couple there that were a little older, but they didn't get to speak or anything, which is kind of funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is when we get another great line from Torment here. Uh, one one to the sea. Uh, you know he's throwing several whites off and builds a burning log as a he wields a burning log as a club yeah. and whacks a bunch of them. Um, and they manage to get going down here almost. Yeah. I I I don't know. I didn't remember if he made it out of this or not. Do you remember how one one goes down? Shit, no. Good. <gasps> Wait a minute. Yeah, no, it's good. No, I don't. Oh, it's good. I'm ready for that though. Sad to see him go, but I love to watch him leave. Um, Damn. 1-1. One, one. Legend. Yeah. Legend. But, uh, yeah, he manages to cover their escape. You know, they get to the last remaining boat and row out quickly, and 1-1, one, one, you know, he's just walking into the ocean, and, you know, they're, like, probably a good 20 feet deep, but he's still got his whole upper half out of the water and stuff. Um, and as John and the others look on in horror at the... I love the shot of the destruction nobody is up yet you know like it's just it's just flat you know you see you see them going crazy over there and it goes for a ways you know like there's that other stretch of land on the side way more yeah Yeah. and then uh the night king you see him step in and you see the snow follow him you know it's not snowing there until he steps there and then the snow starts coming and he looks at john and raises the arms Dude knows he's one for the theatrics. Mm-hmm. He's he's smart, you know. I don't know. I <clears throat> think I we got to give him more credit uh, than than we usually do. But man, yeah, this is an unforgettable end of an episode right here. I mean, this is kind of the vision that runs through your head every time you think of the Night King. Like, oh yeah, like it's kind of kind of what runs what runs through my head every time. Well, um, what kind of pissed me off, and this is just a me thing. Like, this is not a. This is far from a critique from the sh- for the show. But um, 
it's just a social media thing. There's a gif that I'd forgotten where it came from of the Night King with his arms out like this. And he's going, you know, he's like doing the shimmy. He's doing a shimmy shoulder thing. So as soon as he lifted his arms up, that's, that's what, what I saw. And up. I was like, fuck, you yeah, know, I was like, God wow. damn it. Yeah. Uh, what a moment. We can only think of him doing the shimmy though. Yeah, yeah no, but regardless, it was very in and out of my head. But like for that half second, I was like, fuck, that's where that is. The internet, you know, it's uh, a double-edged sword, you know, it gives yeah. and takes. Um, it does. It does. Uh, but uh, them watching on in horror as they cut to black in silence, silence too. you know, yeah. the water sloshing. Sure. Fuck. I, when they cut to black and it's quiet, that's the shit. That's the shit right there. Those are the fucking episodes, man. Mm-hmm. Happens in like Rebels and Clone Wars a couple times, mm. um, you know, because usually you get that like bump. It's just very happy tune at the end of the episodes. But, you know, the ones that end in silence, you know, you're 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 meant to sit there and ponder. Um and yeah, that's that's what you do here. You sit there and you you ponder and you're definitely it's it's an oh fuck. Um yeah. Del- Dolores Ed, thank you. Um oh. Dude, I, I don't know. I I love I, I need that like uh as a soundboard. I don't know, I, I remember we figured there was a soundboard. Oh yeah. Discord. Also that didn't that didn't record. Oh, which is kind oh of that's so stupid. awkward. So we're just sounding yeah, we're just saying okay. That's good to know. Um but I I had the thought, I'm like, I need that on a I need that just like as my text tone or I don't know. Something that I could hear it, it often. Um But yeah, I don't know. What a what a fucking Galat, uh, just an absolute behemoth of an episode that we got this week. I was oh, fucking wonderful. I was very glad, very glad that we we got to hard home and that um was able to watch it. Watched it twice. It had to. It you know, we don't have many of these like these left. You know, there's a you know Battle we started Battle. the show and it was like Baylor. You know, uh, it was like Baylor. It was like uh, the Battle of Blackwater Bay. It was the Red Wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, the Battle of the Wall. This now we're down to the Battle of the Bastards, Beyond the Wall, the Battle of Winterfell. It's like one a season. Yeah, and arguably, I think this might be the tippy top of them all. Battle, uh, Battle of the Bastards, Bastards is pretty strong, dude. I realized what I said right when I said it. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll get there. But as of right now, uh, I think oh, this yeah. is number one. In uh, show. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the rating of this one is not hard. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a surefire 10. This, this one is a 10 on the enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. Enjoyment-wise, oh, this is a surefire 10. And this there's... I needed. I'm glad. Um, I was I was thinking. Uh, I didn't think we'd have to. But uh, this this one was a 10 for me. And, I mean, I think it's the best... I don't know. Oh, it's I the best like, episode of the season, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, and the highest we've given is a 9.5. I don't know. Can we give it? Have we ever given a 10 critically? No, we haven't. We have not. Yes, we, I guess. Um, and, and, and I would argue there are episodes of this show that are better. So, yeah. like. Uh, I feel like 9.5 or 9.75. I mean, I, mean, I say we not, throw it a 9.75. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, it's pretty as close to perfect as, as you can get, uh, which puts it at a 9.83. Is that like the highest? That I'd say that's probably the highest that any episode's gotten. Yeah, like that ties the, the season four episode nine, the battle at the wall. That ties uh, the reigns of Castamere. Um, 
we usually have a 10, 9, 7, 5 per season, it seems like. Um, oh, we had the genre rating earlier on, so it... That's true. It does kind of throw it out yeah. a little bit. But, um, so, yeah. Hmm, but, I mean, I don't... I guess I don't need all of these numbers to know that uh, this one rests comfortably in my top one of the show right now um as far as as far as oh, my yeah. ratings go as far as enjoyment um, is concerned this is this, this is was... that episode man uh yeah um man yeah i don't know it, it's not just hard home that was good either it was it was just everything so that's the why the first half of the episode is fucking stellar dude mhm you know i I'm a I'm a big fan, big fan of this one, and I don't know. It's not even the penultimate. We got we got a penultimate and a season finale coming up. Like holy right. shit! And there's a lot that happens in those. Like we've got a lot to look forward to. Um, mm. but yeah, this uh, this concludes this episode of Winter is Blooming, and you bet your ass we'll be back mm-hmm. for the penultimate episode of season five next week. And I am so very, very excited. Uh, if you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content and all sorts of comic book movie reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. Um, all that money goes into putting this podcast on, which is huge because it costs me money, and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening and to continue tuning in. You know, like I said, we got winter is blooming on Mondays, but right now we are greatly anticipating Killers of the Flower Moon, Scorsese's newest film, and we are doing our director spotlight for him. As of yet, we've got four down, two to go in anticipation of Killers of the Flower Moon, and this week we'll bring a Shutter Island on Wednesday and the Irishman on Friday. And then next Wednesday, we've got killers of the flower moon. So I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah. Just all sorts of shit to look forward to. And, uh, I'm so very, very happy. Um, yeah. Remember to stand in solidarity with SAG after as they continue their struggle against the studios. Uh, the WGA's fight is concluded, but the actors is not. They uh, they deserve to be paid for their work. They deserve to own their likeness. I don't think it's that complicated. I don't see how it could be in the eyes of studios beyond their money-grubbing ugly asses. So, that's the bottom line. Uh, yeah, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And oh, fuck!